please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to Annapolis a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How are you feeling this week, my friends? Have you been going to the doctors, the therapist? Have you been taking your medication and doing the exercises? I'm sure you have. Nobody I know wants to feel sick. This week, we're going to start off with a letter that I received from a listener last week. Seems she listened to the last episode, and she's very insulted by me. She called me every dirty name you could imagine because her Uncle Louie had a stroke. And supposedly, I made fun of the way people that have strokes talk. I didn't make fun of them, but I did imitate it. And that was for one and a half, two seconds. <laughs> if that's all she took away from that whole episode, all I can say is, damn. Uh, I'm going to call her Betty. She's from Michigan. Her uncle Louie had a stroke and his speech was affected from the stroke. You know, he has a hard time talking now. And Betty swears that I'm laughing at people with strokes, that I have no compassion for people with strokes. All right, so let me start off with the basics here. Let me tell you, Betty, as far as people with strokes go, I've had three. Luckily, it didn't affect my speech, but it did affect my left side, so much so that I can no longer wear a prosthetic where I had the amputation. So now I'm stuck in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. Your Uncle Louie, his speech was affected. I'm sure he's happy to be alive. I'm sure he doesn't care too much about his speech being affected. You care more about it, I'll bet, than he does. You know, just because he had a stroke and he has a speech problem now, that doesn't define him. He's still Uncle Louie. He's still the same Louie that you knew before he had the stroke. If you don't think so, then it's you that has the problem, Betty. People become disabled almost every day. And if that's all that defines them, I don't know, you have a problem. Because us, the people that are disabled, we don't let that define us. We're still the same people. We still feel the same. We still have the same problems. If you can't look past our disability, you and people like you have a problem, not us. And as far as laughing at them, I wasn't laughing at them. I was laughing at the disease, okay? If you can't laugh about your disease, what are you going to laugh about? It's easy. It can be very easy for a person that's disabled to lose all ambition, to lose all interest in life because they think that now they've lost everything because they've lost a part of them. It's very easy when there's people like you around them telling them that they lost something. People that are disabled, they lost the use of a part of them. It doesn't define them. Do you look at Uncle Louie now as the guy that talks funny? Do you call him Uncle Louie talks funny? Or do you still call him Uncle Louie? Does he sign a card to you? Happy birthday, Betty. Love Uncle Louie talks funny. No, that's not him. That's just a part of him. It's the same thing if you're left-handed. Does anyone call you Betty left-hand? Do people look down on you and say, oh, they feel bad for you because you write with your left hand? And you're sitting there going, no, what does, it, what does that have to do with anything? That's the same thing a disabled person thinks. What does our disability have to do with anything? I'm still the same person. Do you mean to tell me you can't like me because I have a disability now? Or you're going to feel bad for me because I have a disability? Did you feel bad for me before when I didn't have a disability? Think about it. I don't feel bad for me now. I, I know I have limits. All of us who have disabilities know we have limits. We work around them. We don't let it define us. All right. I can't 
walk anymore. So what does that mean? I can't go out and get the mail. I have a wheelchair. Somebody else, they, they lost their arm. God forbid. But they lost their arm in an accident at work. What does that mean now? They can't pick up something? They still got a right arm. People that are blind. People that are blind, I know, that don't feel bad for themselves. As a matter of fact, like they always tell you, you lose one sense, all the other ones become heightened. You become more aware. Look at the person that's blind next time you're in the city, walking with his white cane, or walking with a seeing eye dog. You're going to feel bad for him? That's a brave man or woman that's doing that. Very brave. You don't feel bad for them. You look up to them. And the same thing with your Uncle Louie. Your Uncle Louie, I'm sure he's up and walking around. All right, so he talks. He talks a little bit funny. <laughs> Why don't you look at him and say, wow, I wish I could be more like him, admire him, instead of feeling bad for him. You know, that you're probably the same type of person that when I go into a store, they look at me and go, oh, oh, let me hold this for you. Let me. They mean well, but they're doing it out of guilt, I think, sometimes. They feel guilty because I'm in a wheelchair. I appreciate the help, but they don't have to. I'd rather someone look at me and say, wow, you're doing pretty good for a guy in a wheelchair, instead of saying, oh, he's in a wheelchair. Okay, buddy? So, you know, take it easy. Lighten up. Enjoy life. Uncle Louie's enjoying life. You should, too. He talks a little bit funny. You probably hear a little bit funny. But to, to laugh a little bit. Laugh is the best medicine. And I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell our audience every week. It can always be worse. Uncle Louie's up and walking around. He's reading a newspaper. He's watching TV. The stroke could have affected his legs that he can't walk. Could have affected his eyes that he can't see. Could have affected his speech that he can't speak at all. Or his comprehension. Think about it. All it did was affect his speech. Be happy for the man. It can always be worse. All right, let's leave Betty alone now for a few minutes and let's get back to work here. So this is our 11th episode. I'm so happy we've picked up more listeners uh, in Japan. Japan seems to, to like us. For <laughs> People in Japan, thank you. Thank you very much. Germany, Ireland, Australia is another new one that we got this week. People from Australia, how are you, buddy? Drawing out a shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> I know I'm an idiot, right? Yeah, Betty, hey, call me an idiot. But anyway, yeah, our listeners are going up. We're getting, we're getting more and more listeners every week. I think it's great. So do me a favor. After you listen to this, Go on the bottom there, rate us. Give us a rating. Maybe we'll get more people from around the world. So, uh, I wanted to ask you, have you noticed since becoming disabled that it seems like some of your friends have kind of disappeared off the screen there? People that you... You knew pretty well. I know for me it did. For me, I had I had buddies I went fishing with every week, uh, gone hunting. Uh, we rode motorcycles. And all of a sudden, like one by one, they seemed to drift off. Well, I think it's because I'm disabled now. And I'm not saying that just to play a victim. You know, these are things that we used to do. And I noticed right after I got hurt, oh my God, they came to the hospital. They called. They checked with my wife to make sure she was okay and if she needed anything. But then slowly, slowly but surely, you know, the visit to the hospital stopped and that's fine I understand people have a life and they don't have to come to the hospital every day to see me they didn't stop at my house before that every day but you know the calls they they help talking to some people sometimes it it helps but then I noticed the calls started dropping off where one fellow I knew this he used to come to my house every week we'd go fishing out in Sheepshead Bay Brooklyn all the time all of a sudden he started 
shying away from me. I mean, this is a guy that came and stayed at my house in Pennsylvania when him and his wife were looking for a house in Pennsylvania. We both came from the Bronx. We were that close in the Bronx. I moved to Pennsylvania. He came up and moved to Pennsylvania. That's how close we were. We used to go fishing every weekend. We used to barbecue together. But all of a sudden, I got disabled. And I couldn't do some of the things that I used to do. I, I couldn't walk that well. This is before the amputation. Couldn't walk that well. I couldn't get in and out of a boat, but I could still fish from the shore. Again, things just started to peter out. When I was in the hospital again... I heard from him once, twice maybe, twice. And then it just kind of faded off into the distance. I came home from the hospital. And next thing I know, they were a thing of the past. You know, it's I'm not going to say it's mean or whatever. It's I guess it's just some people's nature. You know, they're, they're set on things that they want to do. But I can't be anymore. I can't walk through the woods. I can't go hunting. And again, I'm not saying I'm a victim of anything. It's just that's the way it is. And he couldn't accept that. So he just went about. He made new new friends and goodbye so long. I, I ran into him about two years later on Facebook of all places. And he says to me on Facebook, don't answer me on Facebook. He says, just send me a message or an email. I was like, yeah, here's an email for you. Take it on the hop. <laughs> The last thing I need is someone that tells me, "Oh no, don't answer me," because you know he's still doing his he's still doing his thing on on Facebook, I guess, and he doesn't want to be embarrassed in front of his new friends. That's fine, I don't care. But being disabled, like I said, you lose friends. One thing you're gonna find out though is who your true friends are. I used to have a, a large circle of who I called friends. That's dwindled down to two people, and one I I don't even keep keep in touch with. They, they don't keep in touch with me. It's like a call every six months, but still, it's a call. But I ran into a buddy of mine, Doug, who we grew up together. We grew up together from from diapers up. We lost contact there for a number of years. But once we ran into each other again, it was as if nothing ever stopped. It was as if we started talking today and we talked yesterday. And that's how you know it's a true friend. You know, there's no argument about where you've been or anything. He's a true friend still today. This is a guy that'll call me every day. And I'll call him too. It's not just a one-way, one-way thing. But we talk to each other just about every day. Our wives are friendly with each other and it's good. And you know what? I'm sure you have at least one friend. You don't need, you don't need a big circle, a big army of people who really don't give a rat's puffy little butt about you. You really need one person, one person in your life that you can call a friend and they'll be there. And you know, they know you'll be there for them no matter what. That's a true friend. So don't worry about the people that disappear. People that disappear weren't friends to begin with. They were acquaintances. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with them. They're not bad people. It's just that they had their own life and that's what they're immersed in. Your good friends are the people that you, you know when people are talking bad about you behind your back, they're going to stick up for you. That's a true friend. So if you lost a couple, don't worry about it. The ones that you have left, those are the ones that count. Something else you might realize over time is that some of your family starts to like peter off disappear it doesn't make them bad people it just means they have their own life to go on with again you, you gotta you have to understand it i guess in my case my only family is my wife and my wife is my best advocate she doesn't take nonsense from anybody when it comes to my health i always call her my pit bull so you and your spouse it's you and your spouse against the world if your your, your brother and your sister or, or your, your in-laws don't want to talk to you or they try to stay away from you well so what that's what i say so what all right let's take a little bit of a break here and we'll be back in 30 seconds go ahead count the seconds i dare you an apple a day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com 
FamousApple.com is the home site for this podcast. There you're going to find articles about the topics we discuss. You're going to find our connections to our Facebook page. And you're even going to find connections to our private chat board. So take a minute, go over, visit www.FamousApple.com. But please wait till the end of this podcast. Don't run out on me now. Let's get back to the discussion. See, what did I tell you? It was 30 seconds. You counted them? Where'd you come up with 31? Maybe it was 29. Anyway, there's something else I want to touch on. You know, people think, again, because we're disabled, we can't do something. What do you let it stop you from doing? Do you let it stop you from doing anything? I don't, I hate to keep bringing myself into it, but like I told you, I have my right leg, that's it. But it doesn't stop me from driving. I drive. (laughs) Matter of fact, I had to go renew my license the other day. And (laughs) when I went in... They said, do you have any restrictions on your license? Now, there I am sitting at the Department of Motor Vehicles in a wheelchair with my wife. <laughs> I said on the back, it says I need corrective lenses. Okay, can you read the eye chart? Yeah, I read the eye chart. They gave me my license. Yeah, so some people think because you're disabled, you can't drive. Of course you can. Even if you didn't have either one of your legs, there's a thing called hand controls they can put in a car. Yeah, and that's part of the way of you're going to get out of the house. Like I've said many times, you got to get out of the house. You can't be a prisoner in your own house. And what about taking care of yourself? Do you dress yourself? You should. I mean, unless you have no hands and you're blind. And I'm not making fun of blind people, Betty, so just cool out. The more you can do for yourself, the better you are. The better you're going to feel, too. I mean, if I had to sit and wait every day for someone to come put my shoe on or put a shirt on me or something, I I don't know what I'd do, but that's not me. I'll try my best. There's certain things that you can't do. And like I said before, there's limits and we know our limits. But you know what? Sometimes you have to push the limits and that's the only way you're going to graduate further. I don't understand people that want other people to feel bad for them or want other people to do things for them, especially if you've been disabled for any length of time. You got to have your independence. And the only way you're going to have independence is by doing for yourself as much as you possibly can. So that's just my little thought there on that. Uh, Here's something else. (laughs) This has been bothering me since I read it. There was a, a high school junior and he's paralyzed from the waist down, but that's from a car accident. Before that, he was on the track team at the school. And now he's in a wheelchair, and he's coming back to school this year. He wants to join the track team again. I'm reading this going, wait a minute, the kid's crippled from the waist down, and he wants to join the track team. That doesn't make sense to me. So I guess now his parents will sue and claim that his rights are being violated. Come on. Well, what is he going to do on the track team? Make tire tracks? Come on. <laughs> I know, again, Betty, that sounds mean, but I'm in a wheelchair so I can say it, okay? But that makes absolutely no sense. Join the debate team. Join the math team. Unfortunately, you're crippled. You can't run. I understand you're, you're thinking about your glory days and you're out there running track, but unfortunately, that's over. Like I've always said, and I'm st- I said today so many times, your disability doesn't define you, but you have limits and you have to know your limits. And unfortunately, my boy, one of your limits is you can't run. You're going to say, oh, that's not fair. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's do this. Let's take you out of the equation for a second. They're going to let a a guy in a wheelchair be on the track team and run a race for the school. What happens if the guy that's making them put him on the track team in a wheelchair, suppose he belongs to a a handicapped club, you know, where they play basketball, because there's people in wheelchairs playing basketball every day. But now, uh, someone that has legs wants to come in and play basketball against you. Are you going to say that's fair too? Why not? He wants to play basketball with people 
people that know how to play basketball. You know, I don't agree with this when you see it on the, like the New York Marathon or the Boston Marathon. You had all the runners coming in and then a day later, you see some guy in a wheelchair wheeling up with the, his numbers all wet from sweating. Why are you doing that? You don't belong there. Again, know your limits. Go in a wheelchair race. Go in a wheelchair marathon. They have them. All you have to do is look. And if they don't, you start your own. Advertise it. Go to a gymnasium where they do therapy. Advertise it there. Why do you have to ruin it for someone else? That's basically the only way I can think of it. Why do you have to join in to a sport or, or a competition that's for people that do have legs? Yeah, I don't agree with it. Uh, and I'm disabled, again. But I don't agree with it. I think that takes away something from the person that actually wins the foot race because all of a sudden the story becomes about the guy in the wheelchair. Look at the strength and determination on this guy. It doesn't make sense. So as the, as they say, stay in your lane. All right. I appreciate you coming by today. I appreciate you listening. Betty, I'm inviting you personally to come back and be with us next week. But thank you. Thank you, everybody, for being here today and letting me speak. And if you would, please, please put a rating on this show. You'll see it on the bottom. Five stars. Mark off what you think. If you want to leave a comment, leave a comment. And if someone has a comment, kind of like Betty, and you want to send it to me directly, you can go, you can send it to admin, that's A-D-M-I-N, at famousapple.com. And just put attention Jimmy Apple in the subject, and I'll read it, and I'll respond to you right here. As a matter of fact, I'll respond to you on the website. And don't forget to visit the website. It's www.famousapple.com. And you're going to find articles there about things we talk about. So again, thank you very much for stopping by. Everybody stay healthy. Do what the doctor tells you this week, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.